You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. So when I was younger, I used to play baseball. and uh, You don't strike me as a baseball guy. I don't strike you as a baseball guy. I did not mean that at all. <laughs> well done. That was well done. Good. No, I you don't strike amazing. me as a baseball guy at all. So I did. I played baseball. I loved second base. Sumo wrestling, maybe, but not baseball. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, I would love to be in Japan where they honor the large man the way that the large man should be honored. Like yeah. that, that they revere him. They put him in a diaper and put him in the middle of a stadium and everyone just cheers him on. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Other so, than so you're, you're a baseball player. I played baseball. All right. And there was this one time when, um, man, this this one pitcher, and I was in, I was younger, so this one pitcher was really good, and everyone's like, man, just eliminate the strike zone. Eliminate the strike zone. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> so what I did was I, I actually got up to bat, and I was like, eliminate the strike zone, eliminate the strike zone. And I crouched so low, <laughs> and I had the bat up, and the 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 ump was like, I it's just hands in the air, like I don't know what to do, but it's legal, right? And so I sat there, and the guy was the ball, ball, he he'd hit, um, he had he had at one point hit the top of the bat, and it fouled out. Yeah, thank God. But it was like, but I managed to make my base, but it was because the guy. Like no one could hit his is like his sinkers and his curveballs were always the how worst. old were you when you were playing that this kid was throwing sinkers and curveballs? Oh man, I mean it was it was high school okay. area ish right. something like that. Like so it was like Babe Ruth. So I'm trying to remember what that was. Like I don't know if you guys remember those leagues, but like I Babe remember Ruth, Babe, like, Babe Ruth. He. So it was Babe Ruth. Whatever whatever <laughs> that was, not the guy, the league. <laughs> I don't know what they called them that down here but in the New York. Candy bar? The candy um, Baby Ruth. <laughs> Delicious. Is way better. That's our guest today. So you're going to love to hear from him. But, um, but I remember that, that that was the only time that was the only time in my life that I uh, didn't have to worry about the curveball that, that was thrown at me. And, uh, and so, but, but, but I know that even in the midst of this corona stuff and in life and in chaos, there's been a lot of curveballs thrown these last couple of months. Yes. And uh, I was having a conversation with, with one of my friends, Jacob. How you doing? Doing well. Jacob is our guest today on the uh, podcast, and he's going to talk a little bit about a curveball that was thrown at him a couple of years ago. But why don't you start, you know, go back, share your story a little bit, kind of share a little about who you are, all that kind of stuff. Who I am. Wow. That's, do we have time for that? That's <laughs> a, it's a deep, it's, it's philosophically, who are you? I like this you? guy. He, he needs to be on here more often. He is, he is a good dude. He, he stands up to Bill's You're gonna crazy like deep questions. <laughs> so about your deepest, darkest fears, let's go. If Jacob, you were, our if guest you were today. a cloud, <laughs> what kind of cloud would you be? If you were a cloud, would you have raindrops? Um, <laughs> Bill almost bad out his coffee. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. How far back do we go? It was a cold November morning. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, I was born at a very early age. I think that <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. that qualifies me to be on this podcast. No, um, the short version of the beginning would be I met Megan while I was in school. Okay. And we were both um, going to the University of Oklahoma at the time, and we met at a at a friend's not-so-New Year's-Eve party. Um, 
not so New Year's Eve? It was not so New Year's Eve because, you know, crazy drivers on New Year's Eve. So oh. we meet like a couple days before oh. and have the whole New Year's shindig. We were like, That's kind of cool. Yeah, so, You're um, a pretty smart. safe guy. I like yeah. that. Smart, smart move. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so we met at this friend's house that we mutually knew. She knew from high school and I knew from the church I was going to at the time. And okay. so, um, but we were both going to OU, which is why we were introduced. They were like, hi, this is this person and this person. You both go to the same school. Cool. We friended on Facebook, and that was about it for a while. You know? Okay. So, okay. Um, and then at some point while we were at school, we just started hanging out. So um, I had a Disney movie night. That's, of course, that's where it all starts. So I had a Disney movie a night. Disney movie night. What did well, you guys watch? Yeah. Yeah, we watched. Um, she actually picked it. She picked Hercules because... Not one of my favorites, but it... it she picked it because uh, the, one of the characters has her name. So, ah. so anyway, yeah. That's pretty cool. I've never seen Hercules. I always I keep watching it, ex, uh, like wanting to see that scene from uh, Nutty Professor. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> but it never shows up in the cartoon. I'm always disappointed. A little at the disappointed. End. No, it's, it's just Danny DeVito and going the distance. You know, that's it. <laughs> that's all. Um, but uh, but anyway, so we had we had that, and that was a group of about five people. She brought a what we referred to as her mom's ye old crate maker, which looks like a upside down frying pan okay okay because you like dip it into the batter and, okay. it, and the stuff just sticks to it and then you flip it over and it makes really thin crepe anyway oh that's awesome so so your first date night involves a disney movie and crepes yes <laughs> that sounds he's a hundred percent better person than i, I am. know <laughs> that's way you're like amazing <laughs> this is, this so and how'd and you do it how is this not a setup for like some movie hollywood movie you know exactly and i didn't say anything to her the whole time just because i didn't know what to say i mean i helped her carry the stuff you're inside. a guy yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. a pretty girl uh, exactly happens. exactly and so she kind of thought that i wasn't interested in her at all she wasn't the only person there but um so we had a so and, and, and like the whole time you're like shaking like uh yeah or just like not really knowing what to think because yeah. i was yeah so anyway understand we were uh so she offered to host the next one which of course our roommates were too busy to go to <gasps> and you know she is sly and then we and then we kept telling well, like we were arguing with our roommates we're like this is not a date this is not a date <laughs> And then, of course, we go there. It's the best like, non-not date that we ever had. Of, of course, I'm wearing a collared shirt. I'm like, oh, I'll just wear this to school today. <laughs> and then, you know, I'll, I won't change before I go. Because <laughs> I look good. <laughs> and then I'll put some rough ro- ro- po- polo on, you know, exactly. smell all nice and pretty. And then I made uh, chicken, Italian chicken, and she made creme brulee with a tiny little blowtorch. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So it was totally a date. It was it was, it was the date, date that we had convinced ourselves in our heads was what not Disney a date. What Disney movie did you watch? We watched Saving Private Ryan. Ah, <laughs> oh, the romantic movie <laughs> Saving Private. Ryan. I think we might have watched The Incredibles. Ooh, it's a great movie. I could be wrong about that. Let me think. What? Well, you, we watched I, we watched two movies because we watched we watched. I think it was The Incredibles. She's going to be like, no, that wasn't it. But I was going to say, Megan, if you're listening, please, uh, info yes. at knownlegacy.org. Tell us the correct story. We need story. the deets. And, <laughs> but the second movie we watched was um, The Three Amigos. Oh, wow. That's a fantastic. 
I've oh. been thinking about that movie all the last couple of weeks like crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you shot the Invisible Man. <laughs> you How shot did the I know? Invisible. It's a sweater. <laughs> it's a sweater. I do not think you know the word that you're saying. Plethora. <laughs> there is a plethora of people. <laughs> Such a great. I'm so, sorry. Did you say kill me? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Love. So, anyways, so obviously you remember the most important movie of that day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we. So. So and I was so supposed to. I was also supposed to take one of my friends to a bus stop at like six in the morning. Mm-hmm. The following day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, Did you just decide decide to stay up the whole night. Yep. Yep. That's basically what happened. Golly. Now, yep. This non-date date night is uh, mm-hmm. definitely shaping up to be a, quite the date night. So we talked through everything, including I just got out of a really bad relationship, and mm. I told her everything about it. Okay. I was like, if there's going to be anything weird about any of this stuff, I just want you to know now. Throw it all out there. And then by the, uh, by the second day, <coughs> excuse me, by the second day, we were... Uh, We'd gotten together to hang out again, and other people had met her because she'd been going to a Bible study that, you know, we were mm-hmm. um, all going to. So, um, but the next day we were watching, like, the next day or the day after, we were watching Singing in the Rain in okay. the living room of my apartment. And um, one of my roommates came in with, with his girlfriend, and she was like, oh, y'all a thing? Like... I didn't know that. And he's like, or, and he popped out from behind her. I was like, or, or intensively hanging out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how long, you know, and, that's um, funny. That's a, and we that's just a good wingman right there. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, very good wingman. So we just kind of looked Slide at each other out. and we're like, okay. So like later that day we had a conversation. I said, so, I mean, they bring up a good point. Like, what are we calling this? And she was kind of like, uh, and I was like, okay, well, let me just get down to cases. And my husband material. Because if I'm not nice, then I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that is jumping off the cliff into the deep end. And you guys weren't even dating at this point. And you just you just go all in. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't even the real curveball that I was talking (laughs) about yet. So this this is a man of guts and integrity right here. A, a, A little round of applause for you. Now, I will say that like God shaped both of us to that point beforehand. And that's a whole other yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So what was her answer? Was her answer like, um, I don't know. It give, was me, like, give me a few years and I'll, was, I'll turn you into husband it, material. It was essentially uh yes. Like wow. it was essentially a yes. I mean, I don't remember what her exact words were, but like I remember her saying at some point, you know, I didn't think a guy like you existed out there or whatever. So well played. that's cool. We well played. um so yeah, from from that point on like day two or day three um, you know, I was telling my other roommate, I was like, I think I'm going to marry this girl. Pretty sure. You know, and, and he was I'm like, gonna marry and he you. was like, he was like, you can't just decide you're going to marry somebody after, you know, like, oh, what, yeah, anyway, you can. So. am I not seeing an entire song montage from, from Frozen? Frozen? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we even finished our, the last sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> now, of course we were, you know, dating and, uh, Engaged for I think a year and a half on both sides of that. So, um, you know, we we did our time or whatever. That's yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah. Oh, yeah. Time. Like, oh, so yeah. we weren't we weren't crazy, crazy. Yeah. But the people that were around when it all started thought we were crazy. So, um, but anyway, so that's that's where all that started. So we've been committed to marriage from that point because everything we did, yeah, it was kind of moved towards that was goal. Moving of, towards yep. that goal. And then, um, 
and then we got married. Uh, well, actually, I passed the big one, right? That's okay. I proposed. That is a big one. Which was uh, over here at Waters Creek. Okay. Um, I had just asked them to let her off of work early, and they gave her the whole day off, so that completely wrecked my plans because then oh, she no. was asking for me to hang out, and I couldn't hang out because I was getting ready for this thing that I was going to do. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so she just had a terrible day, but her friends and her mom managed to get her dressed up and, and all that stuff. And so uh, I proposed to her singing My Little Buttercup from the Three Amigos, dressed this in full Three Amigos garb. Incredible. In, in I am bag. so unworthy to be at this table right now. I know. Now. It is incredible. So that's, that's on YouTube. You Do you have video on that? Yeah. yeah. Can you send me that? Because we'll put that in the link of sure. the podcast. Sure. It is yeah. the sweetest. Yeah. A smile. <laughs> <laughs> and my friends were all good sports about it. And we, we made the costumes. We found we found tuxes that actually fit us perfectly at Goodwill. This is incredible. Yeah. Like I did not know this about you. I feel like you're getting the curveball. Like we I were am, here to talk about your his curve, curveball, Jacob's, but Bill's Bill's just getting curved all over the place. This is incredible. Yeah. So that's our sort of. Um, then we had an awesome wedding. Uh, I mean, like lots of things could be said about that, but uh, had a ton of people, great time, dance floor never stopped. Yeah. We just. Um, it was a really great day. And then, uh, so I guess fast forward to, um, found out we were having a girl. So everyone was telling us, oh, that'll be great. You know, I have one boy, one girl. You know, you have all these dreams about like what that looks like. And um, so all these expectations are getting set really high, right? Yeah. And then we, uh, there were some kind of, inklings during the pregnancy that something wasn't quite right mm -hmm. but it wasn't anything that they were like eh, super abnormal you know yeah. so uh, we had the birth at the birthing center and it was kind of interesting because the way this birthing center works and I'm sure it works like this a lot of other places you just have the people that are on call right so there might be five different people or teams or whatever that would be on call on a various day. Yeah. Um, we had the exact same birth team for our son. Oh. And our daughter. That's cool. So, like, it's an apples to apples comparison right. between both experiences. It's not like we had right. some weird, yeah, different thing, or would it have been different if somebody else was there? No, we have like a, you know, with a little <laughs> more experience from even the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we had we had all of that and. So that was cool. And it was a perfect day. We went in, we stayed, uh, the sun was shining. Um, the fruit and the salad at the Schlotzky's tasted delicious. <laughs> you know, it was just in, and like the birds, like, like there was literally a bird that came and sat on the fence outside and was like tweeting and chirping to us and all the grass was green. I mean, it's the spring, you know, like it's just, it's like it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. It was a Disney day. It was a Disney, it was day. A Disney day. Yeah, day. and I'm like conserving my energy, like I'm like I'm planning on, and I'm you know staying close to Megan, but not like just overexerting myself. I'm just like going around looking and uh, and excited, of course. And then she was born, and they whisked her out of the room immediately. You didn't even get a chance to see her. I mean, we saw her, but 
but they they carried her out pretty quick and so i'm kind of looking around going like you know what's going on so they're trying to get her some oxygen so she came out kind of dusky colored but then she pinked up really fast right and then she kind of like skated by her um all of her reflex tests and stuff but they observed her for a couple hours i mean they didn't just you know send us home they were like yeah you know, we're going to watch this for a little bit and just make sure that and everything looked, you know, good. Uh, so we went home. We were having people over that following day just to yeah. kind of like meet and greet. So there was people kind of showing up to my grandma's house uh, in and out. And uh, and so once our doula showed up and Megan had a little bit more support, I was like, I'm going to go upstairs and take a nap. So, and all these concerns were kind of happening and they were sort of like, yeah, you're seeing whispers of issues, but you're like, it's probably fine. I'm tired. It's been a long couple of weeks. Yeah. So, so we're, you know, um, after I knew that she had people around her helping her, you know, went upstairs to, to take a nap and, um, I knew that one of her friends was coming over that was a nurse. And so I was like, I don't know, the medical recommendations, I was thinking, you know, someone's probably going to tell us we should probably go to the hospital just to be safe kind of thing. And um, so her mom comes upstairs and kind of like gently taps. Yeah, rocks my shoulder and it's like uh, an ambulance is on the way. And I'm like, okay. And she, you know, comes upstairs and she's like, the ambulance is here. And I'm like, okay, you know, get out of bed and, you know, put my shoes on and go downstairs. And there's paramedics just everywhere. Right. All over the downstairs, you know. So, and like think of like a slow motion like war scene yeah i mean that's what i felt like you know just yeah. like walk downstairs and you're just like bewildered what? by the number of people that are around what and they're loading up megan house, yeah. and the baby on onto the thing and like one of them points at me and he's like your dad and i was like yep and he's like follow us so you know i go i go hop in the car and i realize i don't have the car seat run back inside get the car seat go back oh, yeah. in the car and i'm chasing the ambulance all the way there like like what's thinking, going on? Thinking about everything. So I get there because the ambulance goes in a different entrance. You know, I've got to go park. Right. So I went and parked, came inside and kind of looking for where everybody is. Annalie is already in one of the rooms and they're trying to give her oxygen via cannula, via the face mask thing. Um, and so what would happen, though, is, you know, they had her all hooked up to everything. So you could see it on the screen that her oxygen sats would go down and her heart rate would go down at the same time and that roller coaster lasted for a long time like it would be like she would hold her breath oxygen sats go down heart rate goes down and and you're watching this yeah and we're just sitting there like are we taking our daughter home today right (laughs) right they kind of knew that her case was severe enough that they weren't going to be treating her there and they needed to get her to the big hospital like a specialist kind of yeah so so they needed to intubate her to transport um and like one so at this particular hospital there's people standing outside of all of these er rooms because it's kind of a teaching hospital so different people are some of them are kind of like in training some of them are just observing from on their way stuff so one of them was a paramedic and she used to work in a NICU, and she just happened to see on the screen that 
on one of her things, her oxygen stats went down and her heart rate went up. And she's like, that's an infantile seizure. So after they sort of caught that, then they were able to be on the phone with the right kind of specialists and they were like, put her on this kind of medication to subdue the seizures and um, and all that sort of thing. So what, what ended up happening was they started that treatment, they were able to intubate her and they transported her to, uh, so Megan rode in the ambulance with them over to uh, the big hospital in Dallas. Let me, can, can, yeah. can I stop and ask a question here? Yeah. Can you, because it's pretty raw right now, I know in your, in your brain, what were your thoughts to God at that moment? Like, what, what were you, what was going through your mind? Because I have a feeling what would be going through mine right now, but I'd just be curious to know what. Um, I mean, at that point in time, it was just survival mode. You know, mm. like, I don't, I don't know that I was thinking about God specifically in that moment. Like, That's I was, fair. I was later, but, like, from the point of there's an ambulance and paramedics in the living room to chasing the thing all the way to I mean I think I was praying the whole time I was going there but it was yeah, it yeah. was just processing mostly you know yeah. um, I mean I did step out a few times to fill up our waters and cry in the bathroom and <laughs> yeah you know um, uh, no I think the thought was I can't take this God yeah yeah and my other thought was, like, I don't, if we lose her, I don't know how my wife is going to recover. Mm, yeah. And I was really worried about that. So we get to, to the next hospital. And we get there. And, of course, at the very beginning of all this, Megan's supposed to be on bed rest. I mean, she's not supposed to be. Yeah, she still I mean, just had a baby. Yeah, she just had a baby. She's not supposed to be, like, driving around and sitting in uncomfortable chairs in the hospitals and so there's this like this horseshoe NICU and we're right in the middle of it so we go through the doors after they unlock them we walk all the way back past other kids that are on trachs and just in these dire conditions and you're just kind of like horse blinder you know I'm just gonna yeah. go to my kid right find now find my kid Meg needed to go home because she needed to rest. So, yeah. so I'm up there in the hospital in this waiting room because I can't go back there. Really just waiting for them to come out and tell me that they need something else. I'm like, you know, they need me to sign something, I'm here to sign it. If they need me to do something, I'm here to do it. If they yeah. need to answer, I'm here to answer it. So because that's I'm my here. kid. Yeah. yeah, I'm not leaving. So, um, so periodically someone would come out of there and give us a new piece of information. It wasn't really a whole lot starting out. But the main focus at the beginning was the seizures so when we got there they're like the seizures have not slowed and we can't get them to stop she's on this kind of seizure medication we're gonna move up to this seizure medication and they kind of described it as just like the spinning wheel like once we get it to stop we can start stepping off the medications but until then we gotta so they started with one they added another they added another, I, I don't know if they went like four levels up into like wow. the, the heaviness of, of the medication, but they got slowed down and they were able over time to bring her back down to two. 
Um, and of course, we're like, is that painful? You know, like, yeah, what's that doing to I don't to have it? any. What's the side effects? Yeah, I don't know anything about seizures, but I'm like, my daughter's in there and she's having seizures and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, a few days later, they were like, seizures are basically just electrical signals that are going off involuntarily in your brain. They're not necessarily painful. They're not necessarily, you know, it's like, okay, well, that would have been good to know like two days ago. Um, (laughs) um, But um, so those were the updates that I was up there waiting for. Megan goes home that night to where we live and our bedroom to go to sleep. Birth affirmations all over the walls. Girls clothes everywhere. Yeah. So she cried herself to sleep that night. Mm. I don't know how long it took before I heard that side of the story. But from where I was, it felt like I was on another planet. Mm. It was like, there's a whole world out there that doesn't know what this is like. You know, there's felt so alone and and it's not because people weren't reaching out to us because they were like yeah, constantly yeah. and I was updating people the whole time but um, but there was this overwhelming overwhelming feeling of I just want to go home and realizing home was through those doors hmm. it's in our bedroom at home and it's with the grandparents and none of those things are going to get back together until this is over right mm. not leaving here without her you know like that was the yeah you're like I'm, I'm yeah that was the thought and that was the prayer and the expectation quickly went from you know we're going to have a daughter and we're going to have all these daughter dreams and all these things yeah. to if she comes home alive I'll be grateful hmm she was in the NICU for 21 days. I think I was only there for maybe the first two and a half or three nights. But that felt like 21 days. I mean, one of the first conversations we had with them, they were saying, you know, this is where we are right now on the updates. Um, for these other things, we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh... And Megan was like, so just take it a day at a time. And they were like, more every four to six hour period. No relief. That was brutal. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other, like, dynamics and facets of that entire experience. When when she, she first got there, they had to rule out a bunch of things. So that yeah. was one of the things that was in that first conversation that was uncomfortable was basically everything could be wrong. Could be her heart, could be her lungs, could be her brain, could be... You know, like all the unknowns. It could be all this stuff. It could be every, bacterial every infection. Every what if was on the table. Could be, could be this, could be that, and it's like oh, okay. And they they started ruling those things out pretty quick. Short version of where they landed once they sort of figured everything out was that she had oxygen deprivation to the brain, some point prior to birth, like right prior to birth, and that that impacted the pituitary gland, and which caused the seizures various parts of her body took a hit Mm. right so so there was swelling in her brain there was damage to her brain there was um, 
all these sort of things and you know talk to neurologists and they're like we've seen kids that don't really have any activity on this scan which it took us like a few days before we actually i mean maybe even weeks before we saw like a first scan of whatever but mm. um there's kids that like show nothing and they're a vegetable for the rest of their lives and then there's kids that show a ton of damage and they just pop back up and it's like nothing ever happened you know so they're, they're like we really can't tell you from this what's going to be but we were having conversations with them about um, I think the term they used was like at risk so she's at risk for delays she's at risk for this she may never walk she may never talk we don't know how well she can see like her eyes are um, fine from a physical standpoint but it's the signal between the eyes and the brain that we don't know about Yeah. so because those are parts of her brain that had gotten hit so things Megan was thinking about and praying were that she really wanted her to be able to know that she was loved hmm. to be able to express that back this is kind of an aside because it's kind of rewinding in the story but one of the other things I was thinking about while we were in the waiting room was how do I take care of Megan and what even am I going to say when I get home if we don't have a daughter in our arms that our son has already met yeah because I wasn't ready to deal with it myself, yeah, much less explain it to somebody else. Yeah. And this was also the first time that Solomon had spent the night somewhere else. Like, we were the ones that rocked him to sleep. So, having this terrible separation thing that is just a normal, terrible experience to have in, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a regular situation with your kids, on top of this critical emergency situation that's happening um, elsewhere and through all of this I gained the deep and profound understanding of what it must have felt like for God to let his son die on a cross Mm. Because was there a moment where you felt like you had to, like, had to let her go almost? Like, if she doesn't come home, like, you had to free. I can't even, I can't even imagine what that would feel like. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I gave her to God, but I guess the, the feeling is that of didn't know love could hurt this much. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, and it hurts. Yeah. When you're dealing with those possible outcomes so uh, how long was so 21 days in in Mm -hmm. intensive care um the the great part of the story is she did come home Mm -hmm. how long from intensive care to being home and where where is she at now and how are you guys as a family now okay so i think it was 21 days in the nicu when we were finally able to take her home they had gotten her basically the things that needed to happen for her to come home where she needed to be able to take in food which 
she was able to take in Megan's breast milk. And that was another thing too that was a huge blessing. Right when she was born, yeah, and they brought her to Megan, she latched immediately. And That's they even a huge blessing. they Victory, even yeah. remarked in the room at the birth, like, I've never seen a baby latch so fast. You know. So after all this stuff happens and we get in there and they're like, Well, we don't know if she's gonna be we like, no, we've seen her do it. Right. You know, like Yeah. So um so we were able to work her up to that point and then the rest of it was about I think we ended up being like three or four medications mm-hmm. that we were gonna have to be able to take care of and administer ourselves. So part of this whole time in the NICU was training us yeah. how to take care of her. And when you're in there and you've got a monitor that beeps every time something's not right. Yeah. It's and you've been in that environment for so long that it's finally the time to take her home and they take her off that machine. You're like, well, how do I know when something's wrong? Yeah, something's <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, you exactly. know? Like there's no beeps anymore. And as much as the beeps were annoying and you know, whatever, yeah. they were also like comforting. Are, yeah. Are we okay to take her home? You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You still have that sort of like trepidation, but at the same time, taking her home was a huge victory, you know, was like, we are finally going home. The seizure medication dropped off at some point, and then this other medication dropped off at some point, and now we're down to one. Yeah. And we're looking at, it's possible that her body might be generating those things now, so so it's really cool to see that come through. And she's three now. She's hilarious. She's so funny. And she can talk with us. And she can make eye contact with us. And she knows who her family members are. Hmm. She knows her siblings. She has opinions and preferences. I mean, over the whole time that she's had therapies and all these other things, if anyone ever told us she won't be able to do this or they were talking as if that was the case, we'd be like, okay, well, we'll find somebody else. Because... Okay, well, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. And... um, And not to, because there's, there's a lot that goes into that in terms of, like, wanting the goal to be the salvation, basically. You know, like, mm-hmm. if we're able to get her to walk, everything will be okay, right? Like, we've never had that mindset, but just... we're not going to tell her she can't, right? Mm. Like, we're going to do the things necessary to get her to that point, and it's going to take her being motivated and all that stuff too. But um, another aside, I think the word disability is really weird. Okay. Because in no other circumstance in life do you go around defining somebody by what they can't do. Like, hey, Bill. That's a good point. I can climb a wall, but you can't climb a wall. I have a disability to climb a wall. Yeah, yeah but like, it's interesting. What? So, like, so walking is in that category, and but I mean, I know it's a tag that we use to like. I know, get, I know, get around the medical community. That's but a like, good point, though. That's a good point. But it's kind of limiting, mm-hmm. you know. Um. But anyway, uh, if we get to a point of like complete joy on the other side of this. Um, 
when she was, I don't know how old she was. Uh, we're only a few months old. We had just gotten her some glasses and she was laying on the floor and her song is uh, Sweet Annalee sung to the tune of Sweet Caroline. Nice. Nice. So, um, sweet Annalee, bum, bum, bum. So, uh, cute. So I would sing, I would sing that to her and then I would start going, bah, bah, like in the middle of the song, you know, yeah. I just cut it somewhere and, yeah. and do that. And she would chuckle and fall over laughing. And then I would sing it again and I'd do that again. And she would start making a screech noise too. Nice. And then she would make herself laugh and chuckle yeah. and fall on the floor. And that was pretty early on. And I was like, she not only laughed at the joke, she tried to tell the joke herself. Yeah. She's, she's, you know, and you know, revealing her, her, all of her competency. Yeah. And so, um, so now we're to today and I'll get up in the morning and, uh, after we're kind of like out and about, she'll be like, daddy? I'll be like, yes. Sometimes she says it a few times. She's like, daddy, 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 yeah. daddy, daddy. It's like, yes, Annalie. I love you, daddy. Nice. Yeah, it's solid. <sighs> and, um, and for a while it was, I like you. I like <laughs> you. I don't just love you. I like you. Yeah. And so, um, but she just says the funniest things. And a lot of times it's sort of like back pocket phrases that we've worked on and things like that. But there's other times when she completely surprises us. So the other day, you know, I was just being goofy and we were going back and forth on stuff and Megan was holding her. And I said, uh, I said, Hey, Hanley, can I tell you a joke? She's like, is it funny? That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Take that. And then we just fell over laughing. I don't even remember what the she joke sounds was. Sounds like a thirteen-year-old. But that was she enough. does. Yeah. So um, you know. Anyway, I'm, I'm loving hearing this because so so I know, I know that we've I, I get to see this. Well, I, I did before the before COVID. I get to see it every week, and her come in, and everyone's like, "Hi, Annalie," and big smile, big laugh. I love when your wife posts stuff on Facebook. I always have to watch it a couple times. Mm-hmm. The beauty of it, and I guess I'd say. You know, this, I, I'm grateful that you shared all these curveballs that got thrown at you. And I know that's just, just the tip of the iceberg and we could, we could sit here all day and, and hear the stories, but I'd love you to, to, to almost, if you could share with those, whatever their curveball has been, because mm-hmm. let, let's be honest, COVID threw a bunch of curveballs. People have lost their jobs. They're losing houses. Um, relationships are falling apart or people are, are, are depressed because they're, 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 they're locked away from society. What would you share with people who have had a curveball thrown? Because, I mean, let's, I haven't had curveballs thrown like this at me. I've mm-hmm. had some, some mm-hmm. heavy curveballs. But what would you encourage people if you could sit, sit there with them and share about the curveball that gets thrown at, thrown at them? Um, I would say that God is faithful and he provides. Mm. But you need to trust him with that. <laughs> You know, like, I think when people hear that, they're like, oh, well, I don't really believe in God or 
I don't really believe that God is faithful or that he provides. And it's like, well, have you ever really trusted him? I mean, have you ever really like gone all in and trusted him? Or do you just think that like all these things are just pithy things that Christians say, you know, Mm. because we have seen him work in real life so many times in our lives. So that's all I have to give is testimony, but we trust God. Mm. Excellent. And he is faithful. I love it. I love it. Jacob, thanks for being on on today. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, thanks for sharing your story. And sharing your story and everything that you have, have done. And so we are grateful to have you on. So Thanks for having me. We'll have you on again. Here's some more of this stuff. And I want to hear more about that, that Daddy Up app. And we'll, we'll share more about that as well. But check us out on Instagram, uh, Known Legacy. Yeah. And uh, Facebook, Known Legacy Ministries. And uh, any questions, comments, uh, or want to get a hold of Jacob and, and maybe you're going through the same thing and you need yeah. some uh, counsel or just someone to talk to, uh, info at knownlegacy.org would be a great place to find that and make that connection. Sure. Thanks a yeah. lot for listening, guys. God Have bless. a great day. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.